Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 31st, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. So tomorrow night we have UFC Fight Night 131 in Utica, New York. Now, I just want to emphasize the fights are not on Saturday this week. Last week they were on Sunday afternoon. This week they're on Friday night. So they're going to be on Fox Sports 1 in the U.S. and TSN in Canada. And the prelims in Canada will be on the Fight Network. Now there's two women's matches on this show. Um, The first one will be on the prelims. It will be a flyweight bout. Lauren Murphy versus Sejara Eubanks. So uh, both of these uh, women were in uh, Tough 26, okay? And uh, Sajara Eubanks, uh, and they are also both in Invicta at one time or another. Now, Lauren Murphy's been in UFC in the UFC for a few years as a, a bantamweight. You know, she just isn't very good. You know, uh, I, I can't believe in, uh, her, in her most recent fight, which was her first official fight at flyweight, she beat Barb Honchak by split decision. And, of course, this was a big win for her. Well, Barb Honchak isn't who she used to be. It was pretty obvious if you saw her on Tough. She isn't that good anymore. So, I don't know. It, Lauren Murphy's problem is that she's a points fighter. She doesn't finish fights. And she puts herself in a position that she can lose by split decision at any time. Okay, she just doesn't do enough. You know, she's originally from Alaska, but she trains now, uh, I think, in California. But anyway, the point is that she's just, she's just not very good. And um, I would make her the underdog in this because she has a bad habit of losing close fights. And she doesn't seem to know how to go about uh, being a dominant fighter. Now, I, this isn't something I've come across recently about her. When she was in Invicta, I thought the same thing. She just, she needs to do more, right? And, she, you know, if you just do what, if you just do enough to get by, a lot of times you won't get by. Now, Sajara Eubanks was supposed to be in the championship match for Tough 26, but um, she had problems making weight. I mean, I watched the show, and she had problems making weight for all her fights. And this is because she's really a bantamweight. And um, probably shouldn't be fighting at flyweight. However, all fighters made weight for this show, so we'll give her credit for that. What's she going to be like at 125 pounds? That's what we need to see, because she hasn't had an official fight yet, at 125 pounds in the tough finale, she was forced to drop out due to weight cutting problems and Nico Montana ended winning the championship by beating uh, Roxanne Modafferi. So that's the big question. Her record is only two and two. We saw her in Invicta and and she was, you know, nothing special. So again, I, I think we need to see if she's really any good or is she just another face in the crowd, you know. I, uh, this fight here, I would favor Sajara. I think she hits harder, but it wouldn't shock me if this turned out to be 15 minutes of nothing 
and it's decided by a split decision. I mean, that has been Lauren Murphy's MO for her entire UFC run. She just ends up either winning close fights or losing close fights. And that's not a way to make a career, okay? Okay, the second fight is on the UFC Fight Pass prelims. It's uh, in strawweight. It's Jessica Aguiar against Jody Escabel. Well, you know, the only thing I can say about Jessica Aguilar is there was a time when she was one of the top fighters in MMA, and she's 36 years old now. She's had a lot of injuries, and it may be time to retire. She's been around for a long time, and she trains, of course, at uh, American Top Team in Florida. Uh, like I said, she was a good fighter at one time. Uh, I don't think she was as good as her record, but, you know, she, she was good. But she, she's had a lot of problems in her UFC run. She's had two, uh, two losses, um, two tough fights, and she's also, uh, she had a broken foot when she lost to um, uh, Claudia Gadelia. And also, uh, when she was preparing for another fight, she blew out her knee. So that was another year off. And then she came back and she lost to Courtney Casey. So, I don't know. It may be time for her to pack it in. You know, she's 36 years old. She seems to have slowed down considerably. And uh, it's too bad. She used to be good. I don't know if she is anymore. Her opponent here is Jody Escabel, who is uh, 31 years old. She trains at... Um, Jackson Wink in Albuquerque, a very popular fighter with some fans uh, after her Invicta run a few weeks back. Uh, but uh, my basic problem with her is she's a points fighter. Uh, she just doesn't finish fights. All her fights go to a decision, and sometimes she wins. Her record is six and three. Sometimes she wins. Sometimes she loses. Now um, uh, she was in Tough 23, but the UFC did not sign her after Tough 23. They signed her a couple of years later, and she finally made her UFC debut. I know she had an injury, and she finally made her UFC debut last fall, and she lost to Karolina Kowalkiewicz, who is also a points fighter. So with this fight here, um, you've got a points fighter, and you've got somebody who may very well be winding down her career. So... I would not expect a finish here. I would expect the fight to go the distance. And you never know. It's another one that could be a split decision. Okay? So that's what we got on tomorrow night at the UFC show. Now, one other thing. Squared Circle Sirens reported this morning that uh, 23-year-old Diana Perrazzo has signed with the WWE. And uh, that's a good signing for them. Uh, she's 20, like I said, she's 23 years old. She's pretty much worked for everybody at one time or another. So, I mean, she worked for uh, TNA a few years ago. Uh, she's worked for the WWE before, mostly as uh, what they call enhancement talent on NXT shows. Most prominently, oh, she also went to stardom for a while, for a month in 2017. So she had a cup of coffee over there. Most prominently, she's worked a couple of times for Ring of Honor. 
back in 2015. And more recently, she was part of this attempt to launch a Ring of Honor women's division and crown a champion. Now, she signed a contract there, but apparently, according to the report I read, she had a, an opt-out after six months. So if she didn't like the way things were going and she got an offer somewhere else, she can get out of it. And that's what she's done. So why would she leave Ring of Honor? Well, first of all, they probably should have made her the champ, but they didn't. They made, and I met Sumi Sakai, so I know her. Sumi Sakai should not be a champ at 46 years old. It's absurd, okay? And, you know, here's another thing that I want to uh, touch on a little bit here. We talk about Ring of Honor, okay? I give them props for trying to start a real women's division. Nothing, it's something they had never done before, okay? And the problem is they probably shouldn't have done it, okay? Why? This is my opinion. The average Ring of Honor fan is not a women's wrestling fan, okay? They don't like them, okay? They would rather watch something else, okay? They use them to go out to the bathroom or that sort of thing there. And the company doesn't help matters when they basically don't put even a championship match on a pay-per-view. And instead, they just put them down lower on the card and, and they want a pat on the back. Look what they're doing. I think it's very poor matchmaking. And I think if you give them more prominence and promote them properly, they have some good wrestlers there. They have some good wrestlers there. Kelly Klein is a good wrestler. Mandy Leon is a good wrestler. I've seen them. They're decent wrestlers, but they're not being promoted properly by a company that is not really all that experienced in handling women wrestlers. And so I'm not particularly surprised that Deanna made this decision. I think it's a good decision. We saw she was actually a, an alternate in last year's May Young Classic, but this year she's going to be in that tournament, and uh, I don't think she'll win, but I also think that making her a regular uh, on NXT is a good move. Uh, okay, you, the, the WWE seems to me, this time around on the um, Mae Young Classic, is taking steps to, to sign some of these talents uh, to contracts as opposed to just bringing them in for one-shots. At least that's what it looks like to me. They're, that's what they're doing so far. We got Tony Storm, Yo Shirai, Deanna Perrazzo. I'm sure there's going to be others to follow. Okay? So... It's good signing. I think she'll be very good. But uh, I was a little surprised that uh, Ring of Honor didn't do more with her. Okay, that's about it for today. Uh, probably back on Saturday with my review of the UFC show fights. Um, again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And if you want to leave a message on my podcast so I can answer your question, you can do so. And you can subscribe to my podcast at Google Play Music and iTunes and other services. So I'll talk to you on Saturday. Have a good weekend.